And now, Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawande Henry Beatty. And yeah, welcome to the best political podcast this side of the Zano BF primaries and the MDC primaries. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty much what we have today. Uh, what's the date today? Nana 20, 28, 28th of April. I'm, the 20, I'm now in the 29th of April. It's been a while since we've actually been here. We missed independence as well. So happy independence to to everyone. And, to, uh, um, yeah, it's just been hectic. It's of, been very hectic um, uh, due to the state of our economy. Some of us have had to uh, abscond to diaspora for further education. So blame Jonathan Moyo and Zanupia for your lack of podcasts. Don't blame us. <laughs> Jonathan But anyway, yes, uh, so on the podcast today is um, primaries. We're going to be discussing primaries, what's happening in ZANPF and MDC. Uh, we are also going to be discussing um, Jonathan Moy, actually. Well, I suppose that's why you brought him up. And Zimbabwe trapped in Machiavellian moment. That's his article that came out in the Zimbabwe Independent yesterday. And um, then... Yeah, some a bit um, of the MDC and uh, its uh, continued uh, constitutional crisis and uh, legitimacy crisis uh, of the MDC and um, and yeah, maybe today we'll hit you with some beyond um, from somewhere uh, somewhere else in the world, uh, not necessarily Kanye West, but something else interesting happening in the world. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye must be out there as well. Kanye is, uh, what did he call himself? A free thinker. So mm. we'll just... Dis- we'll that discuss- dragon energy. That dragon energy. We'll discuss free thinking a little bit. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's get straight into it. This weekend, it's tomorrow actually, I believe. Uh, so today yeah. for you. Um, but ZANPF is holding its primary elections. Uh, there's been, I think, if I'm not mistaken, close to 3,000 names of people that... Um, Put forward. Yeah, 3,000 3, names for MP and 6,000 for local government. All right. So that's that's all. that's 9,000 people who really want to hold office, which is incredible. Um, you know, well, it it makes me question, actually, we'll start off there, you know, what, why people are so eager to hold office. My first assumption is that you know, it's a job and a lot of people don't have jobs. Um, but also politics has become a way of enriching yourself. So more than it being a job, it's a it's a lucrative job. And, you know, one of the reasons why you have so many people coming forward is because they are looking to get into those lucrative positions. Um, another reason, of course, is, you know, people are fed up with the people that have been there who have not delivered for them. And I'm pretty sure that you get people... Of the 9,000 people, local government and MP, you get people who really believe that they can make a difference and that they can run whichever particular, whichever office it is, much better than the individuals who have been in those posts before. So those are the two extremes. Uh, and the, um, the MDC is also set for primaries as well, um, which uh, should be happening on the 12th of May, I think. That's when they finish. Um so uh, they also have managed to, I think, for the first time in their history, fill all candidates in all 
uh, elections. So that's all local government and all MPs. Um, because I think I, I learned it as well for the first time that um, certain provinces, including places like Bindura, um, the MDC actually wasn't fielding candidates for the last uh, 20 years or 18 years of its existence. They just couldn't find candidates. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's good to know that... So that they've grown to the yeah, uh, to the point where they can actually field candidates nationally um and that's a huge that's a huge part because yeah s- some people you know they they benefit from that competition is a very good thing um and i think in so 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 i think I just wanted to say, Kuti, I think it's a it's a situation like uh, I don't know if anyone who's in Zimbabwe remembers. Uh, situation. Like... <laughs> Are you saying, Kuti, this primary elections is the um, situation is a Zuta situation where everyone is um, jumping? I think, the the, I think I think I think everyone has seen Kuti Zuta quails are uh, 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 lucrative, so. <laughs> So everyone has decided would know Gadichi, Gadiri Meong, Gadi Kuzozi Wuta. So everyone so everyone has gone into politics because it's the new lucrative business. Wow. No, I think that's and it goes I mean, like we can we can actually let's just go straight into it. Um the one that's obviously been more properly publicized and I think that's because of the method that ZANUPF has gone about it. Um uh, first of all, let me actually start from this position. I would actually like to say that the internal democracy in ZANU-PF, and this is not just started in 2018, has generally been quite solid uh, comparative to the democracy that they allow nationally. Um, in 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 certain none, uh, there are only very few seats that are that are sacred in ZANU-PF in terms of uh, candidate selection. And I think the way it's almost seen within the party, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're a politician, winning elections is your game. If you can't win your primary election, then you don't deserve to be offered the chance to win um, your the, the to, to, to run for a national election. And that is including whatever means you want to use to campaign. So, you know, you see videos of people literally handing out, have you seen that video? People literally handing out $2 notes, $2 Mabod notes at, no, I, uh, after I, a meeting. I, I missed that uh, it's, uh, it's on the group I posted it, but um, for anyone that wants to have a look out, I'm going to post it on the uh, uh, Politics and Beyond uh, Twitter page as well where you can see this candidate literally at the end handing, he's got a bunch of wad of cash and he's handing out $2 notes. So I think that they, it's not so, they genuinely believe that if you can't win at a primary election by hook or by crook, then you won't be able to win a national election. So it's their vetting process of the, your desire to win. Yeah, I mean, so primary elections essentially are to choose candidates who will run for the party or represent the party. Um, and they they aren't as strict in terms of the the processes. So they are they it's they're governed by internal laws and they're not governed by state laws or anything. So it's the party that des- that decides how it wants to run its primary elections. And ZANU-PF, obviously, as a party that has been around for a very long time and that has refined its processes over the years, has got its way 
there are people, there are sacred cows, there are people who will, you know, be, who will have either the primaries engineered for them or they'll just, you know, run unopposed because those seats are, or those individuals count. But as you mentioned, for the most part, um, the process is, is quite open and it is a contest and it's a very uh, interesting and exciting contest, especially this one that's coming up because you have some places where, they are, where there's one candidate, for example, um, Honorable Chinotimba, he's the only one in Puera South, unopposed. Um, and then you have some places where you have up to 20 candidates running in the primaries. Uh, Mount Darwin South is, is is one such example. That's where you have um, Godfrey Tsenengam and James Makamba. You do, among eight, among 18 other people running there. So that one is quite is quite a heated one, and I think there's going to be a lot of um, eyes on that on that um, on that primary. Um, there's already been what can we call it um, machinations happening the hooks and <laughs> machinations they've been uh, <laughs> the, the uh, machiavellian processes <laughs> going in uh, this uh, the, the, political the, hook, <laughs> the hooks and crooks uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, are <laughs> Hagam <laughs> kaka. Exactly. <laughs> Why are you talking about my chewing up Wow. You need to stop giving people nicknames. Actually, that's what you need to do. Um, but it's, yeah, so that, that one's poised to be very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm sure some people, people in the group, I'm sure people listening, you might have heard the uh, leaked audio um an edited version of an alleged two hour clip where Makamba was uh speaking about well he's alleged to be speaking about paying off journalists for a smear campaign against super is that what it is yeah he's apparently he's paid off uh journalists and he's also paid off Timba Muliswa yes. um honorable Timba Muliswa to smear um super yeah, um, the way I see it, it's you know, it's 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 the ugly part of ZANU PF's internal politics. So ZANU PF's politics, actually, just as a whole, um, you know, these are, the factionalism issue within ZANU PF is not resolved, and I think it's breeding itself uh, anew. And after these primaries, we might see a different version of it altogether. But yeah, so Makamba was involved with that. So far, there's been no m- word from the party or from him on that there's an alleged to our clip it's not out so there's so many there's so much informa- information that is not there for the for it to be conclusive um for it to be conclusively known what took place in that meeting and um maybe maybe not some more information will come forth i believe it was ac who leaked it uh, yeah i'm fana i'm fana lulu um is the one who leaked it, and uh, said, don't, don't trust Lumumba. Don't trust Lumumba. Trust him as far as you can throw him. Not even that far, mate. <laughs> not even that. Not far. even that far, um, actually. Not even. I that think. Far. I think. I think. I would sooner trust the devil than him. But um, uh, look, look. I, I like. I mean, the source is the first thing. Is it's it's, it's, it's heavily edited. I don't put much in it. In, in terms of as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned and not to I mean like I'm just going to be absolutely honest here after a couple of like 
you have worked at the Herald for how long and without trying to incriminate anyone, you know that getting a phone call from certain names can change the headline of the paper or change a story in the paper or stories can be pushed forward. Um, I, 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 so, I, plead, I plead the fifth and just... <laughs> um, I mean, but but you... Okay, and maybe not at the Herald, but you can say as an industry. No, what what, what I do know is what whatever happened here and what I think uh, the intention of this is to get Makamba out with the press because no journalist worth his salt is going to want to... Uh, go after Makamba. go after super now that people think that they're being paid by James. Exactly, or just write positive stories about Makamba because again, you it will be assumed that you are in his pocket. So it's just one of those situations where you you're, you're closing him off, you know, certain avenues, and that's why they 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 specified that particular point where he was talking about paying off journalists, and obviously they tried to rope in others like um, Hopewell, um, Anzani Hopewell, Chinono. Yes, they tried to. Yeah. to they tried to bring yeah. him in as a smear. Yeah, but that's that's because, that's when and that's the only part you can actually hear that it's AC is when he's talking about Hopo. He's yeah. like, and you can clearly hear it's his voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, look, I, anyway, I, yeah, I so, like I. It's one of those things that you just say I eat in you because it's such an internal party issue. I mean, it's like the coup, not a coup. It's an internal party issue. Um, so, but but <laughs> that is somehow now affecting so, us. Coming coming to the primaries, um, I'm on the position within ZANU-PF, obviously, that this is a this is an opportunity for the party to reform itself. So in some constituencies, you have young younger candidates running. I think in quite a number of the constituencies, but also you have a lot of new faces running. So the likes of Chitando who have come into government, you have people like uh, Elisha Moyo in different in I think he's running in Berengua. Um, you know, yeah, Josima Chitando is really a minister, so I don't is, think that he's a. Well, the he's, thing is, no. So he's a minister, but this is the first time now he's going to be a party member. Or if he wins. Yeah, no, no. I mean, my point, my point is, I, I think I would, I would be very shocked if Winston Chitalo doesn't win his primary election. All oh, right. No, he's running unopposed. He's, he's the candidate already. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Ndoma seats are Tukutawa. That, that those seats are. I think he's only doing that. Uh, Winston Chitando is literally making space for, 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 for Chris Mchangwa because Chris Mchangwa is going to lose in Norton to Timber Muliswa. So Chris Mchangwa is still going to need to be appointed as a minister well, on that. Uh, well, <laughs> well. Well, look at you making uh, early calls. I think that one is going to go down to the wire. We'll see. But my point is that you have all of these younger people coming in, which is a very good thing. And I think if they win their, if if you have a younger crop winning their their primary. Wait, Winston Chitando is your example of a younger crop. Um, new, okay, newer and younger faces. Let me put. Um, you are different you have you have people from the corporate world you don't just have war veterans and you know oh you mean your 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 gilbert mponders from the corporate world you mean your 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 campion mugwenis from the corporate world these are your young faces listen listen, i'm coming to that Wow, you just want to attack. <laughs> I'm just saying, you just want to attack um, no, me completely. Your Gloria and Francis is these are your young people that you're <laughs> no, talking well, about. The thing is, you do have them, and they are they are there amongst so many others. We said there's three thousand people running for MP and another six thousand running for for local government, right? And amongst those, 
obviously you can pick out the bad the bad eggs and they will be you know killer zivu brought prominently <laughs> listen they, there's there's many names that you can talk killer zivu is running frank against Chitush- somebody you remember frank chitugutu weku zinara yeah. There's listen. There's so many, and and hopefully, I'm hoping that some of those people don't win. Um, I'm not. I, I don't have a list of names in front of me of people that I can rattle off. Um, but again, my point is, this is moving away from that old. And I don't want to use the word dispensation, but I'm going to use it. Old dispensation where you had war vets, where you had seasoned seasoned politicians, people who'd been in government for a very long time. Obviously, some of them have moved on to the Senate. But again, this now ushers in. If if you know President Mnangagwa wins, and he he now has a he will now have a different pool to pick from in terms of cabinet positions, but also the party itself will have a different pool of individuals within its central committee, and the decision making bodies of the party will now have um, younger professional individuals in some capacity not across the party but in some capacity and hopefully these people then um help the party to make better wiser decisions as it goes forward so this is an opportunity i'm not saying that it's going to be a full reform and a completely new zanu pf but this is an opportunity for them to start the process towards that do you know do you know and i think um, we've mentioned this before or i've mentioned it before in the podcast i think the list of people in this primaries, including your 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 people from Southeast Asia, those my, my Indian businessmen, my Muslim businessmen, the white guys, and everything like that, right? Yeah. Are it's an interesting position that Zanu PF is at at the moment because right now the soul of Zanu PF, uh, more so than MDC, more so than any other party, is up for grabs. Like, is what is an OPF as a political party is the actual question that these primaries are going to answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, you have a, like who are an OPF? You, you have two competing um, ideologies, as it were. You have the traditional ZANU-PF, Myanmar um, Warvids, the 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 Zanu PF I suppose in some extent of of of, of Chris Mutsangwa. Um the Zanu PF of Godfrey Tenengamu um, versus the Zanu PF of James Makamba for example. Okay, okay. You have okay, you have the Zanu PF of the people who uh, I wouldn't necessarily say believe in the liberation struggles but rely on that to 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 to, to inform their ideology and then you have a party for elite uh, corporate capture or elite capital accumulation. Um, so you have uh, the party of uh, some of the people I mentioned. Uh, you know your killer Zivu, who's known in Norton for 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 for, for land deals. You you know um, <laughs> you 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 Campion Mugweni, who has you know had that one million dollar you know insurance scam or a tax scam in in America. Uh, people who are moneyed up, and uh, even Josima Hachi, to an example, for an example, who's clean as far as I know, um, but he's a very well part of the uh, uh, part of the capitalist elite, and and I suppose the soul of the party is up to up for a fight because. On the other hand, you have Anna Victor Matemadanda, Anna Douglas Mahia, Anna Chris Mchangwa, who are also still running. 
Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, you have, it, you know, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I completely agree that, you know, this is going to be a defining moment, I think, for ZANU-PF. These primaries will be a very defining moment for ZANU-PF. Also, because you have, in certain places, you have the likes of Sarah Mahoka, who's still part of the party, who is a known G40 member, but a very popular individual in her constituency. And what they're going to have to do post this primary is to try and unify and make sure that everyone who loses does not break away and go somewhere else. They're going to but have the to, thing is yeah, go ahead. They're going to have to have a process that is very much free and fair. And it they can do it. And I think within the leadership there are elements that want this to happen. But I also think that there are those who will say we were with Lacoste or we are the stockholders or, you know, they will will lay claim and that might bring further division, which is why I said this factional issue is not over and it could manifest once again in the post-primary situation. But the thing is now, Chris, right, and I mean, I might be giving the party too much credit here, Mm -hmm. but... Is what, um, and we'll get it soon, is what um, Jonathan Moy was saying not true? At, at some point, it's no longer Nyaya factionalism. It's now actually Nyaya ideology. It's, it's, it's for, for someone like Sarah Mawoka. Um, like, Kuti, there's a distinct difference in, in what the party is going to be. Um, and for all his faults or for all his, his good things that he's done, uh, Comrade uh, Emerson, E.G., doesn't actually have a ideological basing. He doesn't have a base. He doesn't, the party is no longer informed by, like, you know, when you, like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just coming, I'm just questioning this because it's a question that the opposition got a lot under when Mugabe was in power because Mugabe was very clear in terms of the ZANU-PF ideology. Um, Whereas, you know, Nelson Chamisa, for all his weaknesses right now, is very clear with this generation consensus. Um, I don't think ED is very clear with his ideology. As an example, I don't think land reform would have, occur, would have occurred under Emerson Mnana. Uh Well, okay, that's probably not. I don't, well, as an example, I'm, I'm, I hear I'm just saying, Kuti, like, there is... is are these primary candidates, a lot of these guys, people like Obadiah Moyo, um, I've, I've got a list in front of me, who's the chief executive of Chitungi, uh, the central hospital, yeah. very well-respected doctor um, and well-respected businessman. He's one of the people who I personally, as an outsider to Zanopif, would hope to see win. Um, people like, uh, let me find someone. I mean, obviously, people like James Makamba, people who I know are... are Elisha Moyo is another are, one. Um, he was... Pardon? Just yeah, no. Carry people on, like please. people like people like Kalisto Jokonya, um, who's Zimbabwe Industries president. These are people who work. These are people that I mean, look, they might have Mama Madiria or whatever. Like you know, you can always point out people like even Winston Chisando for crying out loud, Mama Madiria or whatever, right? But they weren't in ZANU-PF previously for good reason. Because ZANU-PF wasn't a party that necessarily represented them. They are now changing what the party is and. Is that a good or a bad thing? 
Uh, so this is the thing. I think it's it. We can't decide yet whether it's a good or a bad thing. Um, I think it, it it change can be both a good and a bad thing. In this case, I think it is a good thing because the Zanu PF that led us to the land reform was you know one Zanu PF, but the Zanu PF post land reform or that led us to this point that we are today can no longer be the Zanu PF that leads us into the future if it is to win the election. So I believe that it does have to change. How it changes is going to be, or what it changes to is going to be um, a very interesting thing to see. I'm not sure what it's going to change to. I mean, uh, George Charamba wrote in the Sunday Mail, there's a very long piece in which he he's talking about ED's 100 days and it's called Defying Horace's Burden. But he's, he's, his argument is that we we do have to rethink our ideology now as we are moving forward and what it means or, or what the national question he's talking about the national question Zimbabwe's national question what it what uh, sort of society do we want um, what does it mean to be Zimbabwean and 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 how do we move forward and what are the opportunity costs that are going to have to come uh, in answering the national question in 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 building towards the future so I think with with the primaries, the primaries are going to be telling. I don't know how f- far the reform is going to be because obviously there's a certain number of people who are going to be chosen. And we are still going to have a lot of the people from the old guard. But it's not so much uh, the, na- the, the quantities, but it's the quality of people. So if you can get people who come in who have the means to challenge and the intellectual capacity as well to challenge um, for leadership positions now within ZANU-PF, then you're going to start to see, I think the leadership is going to dictate a lot of the change that comes along, um, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see how that develops going forward. But, um, yeah, moving on to the opposition. Um, look, the, the MDC led by Chamisa um, is also hosting primaries, or Hanze hosting as if it's a, it's a football <laughs> fixture, is having primaries. Um, uh, they've managed to, 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 yeah, go ahead. I'm saying holding was probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, they've managed to, to, for the first time, fill out most of their primary, uh, uh, most of the most of the constituencies, um, we don't have a definitive list uh, that they've published of all the members that are running or people that are running. So it isn't obviously under the under the same scrutiny. All I know is that uh, one interesting thing that they have done, or two interesting things that they've done, they've their primaries aren't an event; they're a process uh, because there is a what they call consensus, and I think that it's. Uh, Probably acknowledging the uh, their propensity to split and their propensity to disagree as Democrats. <laughs> so um, in in scenarios where there is a, a a contest, the first point of call is to to find a consensus amongst the candidates and uh, to see if people will pull out. And then obviously, if that doesn't work, they'll go to primaries. Uh, second of all. Um, they deferred their um, they deferred the party's uh, candidates list in terms of the fifty percent women quota and twenty percent youth quota to the provinces 
Um, and obviously not all provinces have been able to fill that. Um, so there's some mumbling and grumbling about the fact that uh, it was a bit cowardly to do it that way because clearly you know that now you can say, ah, but we, we said my province, and um, it sort of deflects the onus um, or, or the... Uh, away from the presidency and I think that's a mistake or I think that's a cowardly way out. I think that they should really have have insisted on the 50% women and 20% youth um, for their candidate selection. But yeah. Um, Do they have uh, the people to fill the seats though? Generally speaking, I mean, if you, if, if, uh, obviously you would want and prefer that, you know, that be the case. But if, if you, if you don't have strong candidates, is it worth it? If you have a stronger male candidate in a in a constituency, is it worth it fielding a weak, weaker female or younger candidate? Um, you know who would then lose the election when what you really want to do is at this stage, especially because it's such a critical election. Um, would you rather give up the seat when you know when you had have the potential to actually take it? How do you I mean, that? look from my from my perspective, I think you just have to ask yourself the question: Is that um, if you accept the, the the given knowledge that people vote along party lines, um, how do you have, how can you a party have a weak candidate? Um, I, I think that it's like I said, it's a cop out. Um, Fair enough. Because because I think that particularly in in, in MDC strongholds, there's there's room for for compromise in terms of the candidate selection there's room for a province to in to say this seat is for youth only and we're only opening it up for youth primary elections or this seat is for women only and it's only up for women primary elections um as opposed to waiting for women to come forward if you're truly committed to change i think i think oh, I, I i i agree i think what needs to happen though is that in the interim, I think political parties and all of them um, are at fault for this. In the interim between elections, these are some of the things that they should be focusing on and some of the things that should that they should be building. Uh, the capacity, so even when it comes to saying, oh, but we don't have um, individuals, strong individuals in those places, it's about identifying, it's about grooming, it's about uh, educating people in those areas. And I don't think any political party is committed to that um, to that process. And, you know, in between elections is the prime time for political parties to do this. And I think it even builds your base as a, as, as a party when you commit yourselves to, to these operations. The problem we have is that everyone wants to leave everything to the last minute. Um, perhaps it's an issue of resources, yeah. which I don't think it, you know, you know. They're, they're I so mean, obviously, they're, the party here, Morgan Changre and party and Nelson Chamisa are two very different parties as well. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's always be my excuse. Could it maybe going forward, these things will be a, um, will be a, will be a thing. But um, I, I, I want to say I doubt it because <laughs> that's just yeah. But you know. But again, <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. So who do you, I mean, how do you see this situation playing out, this consensus situation? Is it something that's viable? Will the people get behind it? Will... Um, look, I think that... I think and that, how does it work um, with the alliance? So, so have they allocated the seats? 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. So the alliance seats have been have been uh, cordoned off from uh, competing, but none of the party members, um, none of the sitting councillors or sitting MPs are safe from primary challenges. So I actually, what I actually believe um, is going to happen is, funnily enough, in in constituencies where there are sitting MPs, is where you will see primary elections, and in constituencies where there are no MPs, is where you will see consensus. So you will see a situation where the province will say, or the the district will say, "Ayoga, who 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 North, we lost. Who is our strongest candidate in Harare North? Okay, you go forward." And in a situation we say, "But Harare, Harare South, Tawina, um, we have an MP. So let's challenge our MP and see who can beat her, and then we'll go." Um, so and also because you. <laughs> The reason I believe that is because there's obviously the perceived notion that if the seat is already held by the MDC, that it's a easier seat to win. Um, so there's a higher stakes for them to actually challenge a sitting MP than to challenge uh, in a seat where they you actually have to do some work. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. How do they go to the elections? Are they MDCT? Are they MDCC? Are they MDC? Are they MDC Alliance? What do they call themselves? Obviously, there's. Um, there was the, there I was think the, what's what's going to happen is you're going to see MDC Alliance and then MDC T Coupe go to the elections. Um, uh, look, I mean, there's a, there's various constitutional court judgments and there's various. I mean, uh, I thought, the judgment, I thought, there was I a judgment. There was a judgment that was handed out handed down by Justice Barry there, um, which was. I thought it was fair. And, I thought it was very clear. That it's yeah, not, no, no, but here's the thing. Issue. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, right? And here are two things that my bias is probably going to come out, and you can please actually take a most an adversarial stance for this. Okay. So, when Justice Barrier's judgment was announced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, TB and TB tweeted. He said, um, "The media's reaction to Justice Barrier's judgment shows that." The interests that are outside of the MDC in this, in this, there's a hand that's outside the MDC in this fight, right? Okay, yeah. And and then when you read Justice Barry's judgment, Justice Barry's judgments dismissed the case on the basis that the argument was not about logos. Um, the uh, Chamisa's uh, MDC Morgan Komichi came trying to bar. Coupe from using the MDC name and the MDC logo. Yeah. Justice Barry's argument was that the actual argument in the MDC is not about logos. It's about who is in charge. And what follows is whoever is in charge. And once that's decided, whether it's by arbitration or by a court case, yeah. whoever, once that's decided, then the issue of logos is no longer an issue. Yeah. So the MDC, the, the legitimate MDC led by Jamisa, <laughs> um, <laughs> was was then told you and properly before this court because yeah. right now yeah. to go back to the tweet now to go back to the tweet the tweet wasn't aimed at the judiciary even though that's what people said the tweet was saying Kuti, how the media has reported on this judgment well, shows that there's interest. It wasn't aimed at the judiciary. It wasn't saying could the judiciary is yeah. an opium. No, no, no. So, so, so here's the thing: is that the 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 case was you spoke about, you know, how it was dismissed, and that that makes sense to me, right? 
is that solve, solve your issue over the ownership of the party. And we've been discussing this issue of legitimacy, and we said it would come to bite Chamisa in the ass again because the way things Dara. were handled, it it wasn't handled in a clear way. my profit, my profit. It wasn't handled in a clear way. And so this is the situation we're at now. Now, the courts, the courts, I think, did the right thing. The media, obviously, the media has vested interests. And this is not vested interests in the sense that they are sponsoring any side, but they, I mean, it, it plays out wonderfully for one side to say, oh, Chamisa is illegitimate. It plays out, you know, you, you are, um, and I'll, I'll speak to, to, to state media here, is that it, it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's Rawiya Zega. If that makes sense, you know what Ch- I mean. Ch- yeah, exactly. But, no, no, no. So, so, so you're quite you're quite right in the sense that, um, you know, the 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 media does have vested interests, and it was going to play out like that. Any uh, pro, uh, any any but the judgment any, wasn't any, pro. Any, it wasn't, but the thing is, it's not so much about what is not so much about what was said, but it's how you can interpret what was said or how you can put it across. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's propaganda no, no, one on one, Yeah, exactly. No, what I'm saying is is that that first level of propaganda I can understand and I agree with, right? Yeah. Almost to a to a fault, right? Yeah. I can I can say good that first level of obviously could be could the people are going to report that Kupe won that case? Yes. Right? Cool. What I'm now saying, and I've actually got the tweet. I'm sorry that I'm taking time out of this. for the, But Anzi, this is what the tweet said. There was no substantive judgment issued by the High Court yesterday. There were no rights that were determined. The frenzy in state media and other captured quarters clearly reflects that Zano is a shareholder in this fight. Right? That was then reported on a second level of propaganda was then reported as what the MDC is saying that his judgment was as a Zanopi of judgment. Well, again, again... Where is, that's not what was being said. Obviously not. But again, it's about interpretation, isn't it? It's about... It's, it's, I don't know. It's, no, I, I, listen. So, so what it is, yeah. is... And this is, again, it's propaganda. We're, we're speaking to propaganda. Propaganda is uh, right or wrong, right? We are speaking to what, what, what was said and how the media chooses to interpret it for its own personal gain. Now, I'm not saying, I don't, I honestly don't believe that ZANU-PF went out of its way to, you know, engineer anything within this MDC situation. This is a situation of their own creation. But based on what happens, they then react. So uh, the case is thrown out, and you call it a victory for Kupe. Right, because you're stirring the pot, you're trying to you know create more tension between the the opposition because the more they fight amongst themselves, the less they're fighting you and then the tweet from t b comes, and it is then interpreted you you're taking what was said and you are finding your own interpret you or your own in, um you're analyzing it in your own way, and you're saying, well, okay, so what he could be saying is this. It's not what he's saying, but what he could be saying is this. And again, it's for your own gain, because now you're saying now the MDC, now you're trying to put a wedge between the MDC and the courts within the public yeah, side. Kuti, they have disagreed with the court's ruling when no one has disagreed when with the court's no ruling. No one has disagreed with the court's ruling, but you want to show the MDC as being uh, antagonistic. 
you want to show yeah, them no, no, as, of course, yeah. as you want to show them as being adversarial you know but here's the thing though chris yes when you re- when you refer to the mdz what are you talking about chamisa <laughs> you know and and you know the thing is that's why i said and if no, you but, if you go I mean, back listen, when we, when this we, first situation happened i said chamisa is the de facto and almost the de jure leader of mdc could you could what, you whether but, it's not legal he's the leader <laughs> but the thing is what you have is chamisa has the numbers right that is undisputed he has the numbers but the issue over legitimacy over the party in terms of the name comes down to you know by the time we get to the ballot box what do you actually put do you come out with a brand new party you could you i mean you know do you call yourselves mdc alliance do you call yourselves mdc something else and names are important um you know yeah i don't know i it, think it, i think it, you know what my my and you know what my my suggestion to 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 chamisa is right now mm. do you know what would actually be the killer blow right now what chamisa should be literally writing joyce mujuru love letters every single day to join the rainbow coalition i uh, know for joyce to for the rainbow coalition and the chamisa coalition to run as something else so a brand new party altogether do they do they no, speak the not, a brand not new as, coalition not as, not as a party not as a party but as a coalition okay so whether it's called the rainbow mdc alliance or the mdc rainbow coalition or whatever okay do you know why because that's takes the legs underneath from kupe Oh yeah, well, Kubes, Kubes, Kube, Kube doesn't have. I, I mean, listen, she's recruiting Linda Masadera to be her, her, her spokesperson, which again, I think. And also, Obed Obedgutu can, in the words of, um, never mind. Let me respect. <laughs> let me respect those parents. Ah yeah. uh, yes, Obed. Yeah. Well, anyway, that that whole. But that he F- can that, go and eat a phallus if that MDC that MDC T Andy you have before Harare East, but now he's a vice president, so he doesn't have to run. Anyway, I don't know how the things work, but anyway, um, you guys, uh, you guys over at MDC Chamisa, um, need to actually just get your house in order, and by that, whether you're taking legal action against Kupe, which I don't think they're keen to do, because. There is the issue of the MDC constitution, right? Which we still haven't seen, I don't think. No, the MDC constitution is released, bro. Um, Douglas Manzora released it. Did he, did he release it? Okay, I, have, I haven't seen it. Um, but there is the issue of the MDC constitution and when it was amended and how it was amended and all of those things. And I think if it does go to an arbitration court, it would be phenomenal to see how that plays out. But again, that steals valuable time and it creates from you know you know why it's really phenomenal because you can't there's two wrongs that happened here right yeah the the actually look there's two wrong there's two wrongs that happened here there's the interpretation of the constitution by nelson chamisa right Mm -hmm. and douglas monsor Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. This is from my. I don't know. I don't have. I'll, I don't have any special insider information about this. I don't believe Douglas would have allowed Jamisa or would have stayed with Jamisa, right? 
if he himself hadn't thought to himself, I can argue this and win it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's take that one thing, right? Okay. So that there's so there's Douglas who said, okay, look, Nelson's argument, yeah, your National Executive Council, your NEC, is touch and go, but there's enough of an argument there that a competent lawyer can can make it an arbitration, yeah? Okay. Um, that's why you, you saw people that were initially arguing against Shamisa's ascension, Munzura and Munzuri. That's why you saw them come back to the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, particularly Douglas, because, you know, he's actually, he's he can be seen as a, as a maybe if not a moral center, a constitutional center. Okay. Right? Then you have Kupe's Congress. Mm-hmm. Right? Out of 72 sitting members of parliament... You had less than seven there, mm-hmm. right? Out of then, this is just going from the the last and and let's even take it back before Shamisa took over. Let's take it to the last um, national council meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Changirai. Going from that list of people, right? My district chair, my district heads that were there, there was only two. The one for Blue Air and the one for Mad South that were present at what? At the Coupe con- uh, Congress. Okay. So there's an argument to be made, Kuti. Okay, cool. We can argue that you can, if you win your argument that Chamisa wasn't properly constituted, fine. There's no way that Coupe's Congress was properly constituted anyway in a more clearer fashion, in a clearer fashion than Chamisa's wrong. Because Chamisa's wrong is part of interpretation, whereas Kupe's wrong is quite clear. Yeah, okay, I hear you. Um, so if it does go to arbitration, it's something that can go on for a while, but it's it's a situation where I think even on the facts, what likely they'll likely say is you both, you guys need to go back and do another Congress because both of you... If they reject Chamisa's position, then they would have to. They they can't accept. So they can they have to argue over Chamisa's position, but they can't accept Kupe's position because she clearly was outside the bounds of the what of, of. what makes a Congress. Okay, fair enough. I hear where you're coming from. Um, I I think I think it's 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 going to be interesting. And the big fault here is that they don't have time for this. Um, you know so. How it plays out is going to be very interesting, but both sides, not actually both sides, because Kupi is very much uh, comfortable just wasting away in terms of time. I don't actually believe they think they can win this election. I genuinely don't believe they think they can do so. If they do, I really want to know what it is they're drinking, um, you know, to, to, to do yeah. so. But, I, yeah, it would be interesting to to, 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 to see... How it plays out and what what happens next. Time is going to be a factor, and time time. The longer this plays out, the worse it plays for Chamisa. I think. Uh, I I don't I don't agree. I don't agree. I think that um, that the longer it plays uh, out. No, the longer it plays out in terms of who who one who gets the name and and who. You know, is it going I to think, go to I think, court I think and all let's, sorts let's, of things like let's that? Let's look at this. Let, let's look at it this way, Chris. Right? Why is the MDC called the MDCT? Yeah, because of the the split, the the, the split that happened kind in two thousand and yes, Welshman Nube went with actual sitting MPs, right? Yeah, and what happened in the election? 
Well, obviously. I mean, when I say the the, the so mother, I'm saying even if Shamisa runs as MDC Alliance, he'll still clean wipe the floor with Madame Kupe. Oh, most definitely. That that I don't dispute. So what it, the only thing is the only thing is it, it does is it's going to lower his chance of actually winning the election. It's not it, now. But, this is what I'm saying. It's not about him beating Kupe. That's fine. It's about him beating Emerson, ka. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So so that's the, I mean think think of how the media has already played this situation, right? Where Chamisa is seen to be taking L's, where not really. That's not what happened, right? And now he's being pitted against, or the MDC is being pitted against the judiciary, right? How much longer do you think this plays out? And this is something that this is something that Zanu PF is only going to be interpreting and feeding out. It's not going to be meddling in terms of creating the crisis. The crisis is an internal one that they've created for themselves. And if they don't resolve it, they're just giving the op- they're just giving uh, their opposition Zanu PF more um, ammunition to fire. Yeah. So that's that's what I mean in terms of. The longer it plays out, then the worse off. And the worse off Chamisa is because he is the front runner. Kupe Anabasa, Kupe doesn't care for the. Well, she probably does, but you know, Zanu PF itself doesn't care about Kupe. It cares about Chamisa because be, because he's the threat. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting to see where where we go from here. Uh, it's uh, what political scientists call a Machiavellian moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, evidently this is going to be a very long episode. Um, I know it was... I so, a, I mean, I saw, look, we can... I saw we a can, message to split we it can, into two. We can, we can part here. This is the end of part one, I suppose. You know what? The thing is, yeah, to chop it up and do all the workings, I think people are just going to have to listen through and pause and play as far okay. <laughs> so if you need to take a break, um, if you need to go and get uh, yourself a super, this uh, is a great place to do it. And um, <laughs> um, yeah. anything else, this is a good point to pause yourself. A message from our sponsors. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Christopher Charamba and um, Tawanda BT for... <laughs> For boosting posts. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening with Povo? Where's Povo? Wow, you so, know what's funny? You know what's funny, right? Yeah, we were talking about all these Anu PF thieves, but Povo is a candidate. There's seven candidates, and one of them was also involved in <laughs> in thievery in America. There. So there's there's something that I want to read. Actually, specific. Well, first and foremost, Povo Povo lives is a social media uh, movement party, guys. So so. Man, I really want to see some of these fuck these people lose ah, shame on you shame on you but anyway the problem with povo is they 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 are not they anyway they they don't i don't think they thought it through uh, as clearly because i even on the ground in india i can't see anything even on social media i don't see what they're doing anymore you know they live for the for the for the posts for the retweets and the and the shares and the views on on facebook i don't think they actually understand i don't think they understand. AC Lumumba has a bigger following than all of Povo. That is probably true. But anyway, so so um, yeah. So back to regular programming. Um, we're going through this uh, post by um, Jonathan Professor, Nathaniel Moyo. Professor, Professor Jonathan Nathaniel Moyo Nimlevu. Um, <laughs> oh, oh wow! 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 <laughs> Ah, that one just cracked me up. Anyway, um, 
so he begins um so he's talking about the um ideological situation that the country finds itself in and um he he leads with um he says that we are in a the country is on the cusp of an inter interregnum uh in which to phrase the italian writer antonio gramsci the old is dead but the new has not been born right and he's talking about the, the old the new cannot be born the new has not been born so mm-hmm. what he's talking about is he's talking about we we're in a crisis where the old um ideology and the old dispensation uh is dying that is from you know the the liberation struggle that gave us independence and then the the land reform over the last 18 years that is dying the mugabe era is dying and a new zimbabwe which he says is is born of the to of the 2013 constitution the new constitution um i don't know if we should even still call it new but anyway the const- the 2013 constitution is where a new zimbabwe is is uh, being born from but that one has not uh fully developed and manifested and the 2018 election is going to be a pivotal moment or he says the second most important election after 1980 because it can usher in a completely new dispensation um you know with a group of people m- removed from the liberation struggle and also moving away from the 20 the the land reform program as well um you know he mentions how both zanupf and mdc supporters are converging to a certain point not so much that they'd vote for either parties but they share similar and these are the supporters they share similar experiences within the country that they are on a similar trajectory and that renewal both in zanupf and the mdc is something that was uh, coming long time coming one of the things that he you know he speaks about so he's he's going from a machiavellian perspective and um, machiavelli obviously his work the prince um the prince and that the princes can be created but there's no machiavelli to yeah yeah so so basically what he's saying is that you need unlike the philosopher king from the plato era you need a philosopher to guide the prince Um, yeah and, of course and, yeah and and, and uh, he uses simba uh, mokoni and morgan twangray's examples of princes that have arised but they've lacked yeah, the philosophers yes they they didn't have philosophers to 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 guide them and one of the things that he says is that zimbabwe doesn't have a huge problem is that we don't have um academics you know people actual thinkers and he says one of the only ones you have is sapes trust but sapes trust now um tends to host politicians more than academics and he goes on mm-hmm. to say there are no other meaningful intellectual fora that debate examined or researched and peer reviewed ideas or policies about the state and future that yeah debate policies about the state and future of the country on offer are activists in the form of self-made bloggers and social media polemists who churn out pedestrian opinions most of which are garbage as they are not subjected to scholarly scholarly peer review i feel attacked i think he's he's he's, he's no and but but i mean i don't no to be fair i don't think he's i don't think he's wrong he's not wrong like, at all he's not look, wrong i mean look i mean we both chris both you and i are doing our masters and um 
we know that the level of intellectual engagement or academic research that we put into our commentary is nothing more than commentary. That's but true. at least we don't we don't try and pretend it's anything more than what it is. Yep. Um, we we yeah at least i mean that's our that's my defense because i felt personally attacked <laughs> to the attack and he goes on to say as such common wisdom in the country is bereft of ideas as it is primitively and invariably about creating mutual admiration societies of good guys versus bad guys and not about good ideas versus bad ideas or good Shout policies out to politics beyond versus what's bad group. policies <laughs> No, so I, I I completely agree with um with with Mulevu here, um you know he I I I I would definitely suggest that people take a look at it and read it and he goes on to speak about the coup. Um, obviously he has vested interests and you know he talks about how it would have been a new dispensation had younger military guys usurped. Uh, power from the Constantinos, but he says this has just gone from one command element to another, um, and it's not anything. The new dispensation is not new at all. It's but, just perpetuating but, um, what was there before. Um, but Chris, like, yeah. is, has he has he himself proffered any new idea in that? So, so this is the thing: is he 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 speaks about? Uh, let me see where it is. He speaks about the the election and um, going forward. He says, considering the foregoing is a genuine new dispensation possible, uh, is it possible to cure the queue and free the country from arrested transition? He says, yes, it is happening, but there's no Machiavelli or prince to harness it. So, what he says is, we need a new leader. Uh, we need a new prince. And we need a Machiavelli to guide this process. He doesn't give that. Um, and what I think this is, is a stepping stone for him to become the Machiavelli, the philosopher. He wants to be in that position. But my argument against him is that he he was part of the princes. He was part of the people who brought us to this situation that we're in. He speaks about not having academics or people to, you know, or a fora for, intellect, for meaningful intellectual debate. Because he but killed them. Not only that. I mean, if we look at what he did to the media, but aside from that, he was minister of higher education for a number of years, a couple of years. And within that space, he did nothing to create the fora. He should have been at the forefront. And this is something Nathaniel Maneru wrote uh, in that article where he spoke about Chineve and Chinuichi. And he said, Jonathan is a brilliant academic. He should go back to doing academics and, you know, thinking in that space. And it, it shows in this article that he's a brilliant political thinker. But at the same time, he did not do anything to support the institutions. The UZ should have, uh, you know, its equivalent of SAPES trust for academics. Uh, last week, I attended the LSE Africa Summit. And, you know, it had people from all over the all over the continent. Uh, one of the things the one of the ladies from Nigeria said is like, I don't get why I have to come all the way to London to speak about Africa's future. That's, you know, one of the the, the key takeaways um, from that. And it makes sense. Why don't we have such fora at the UZ, at MSU, at the how yeah, many Chris, institutions Chris, that we have? But yeah. it's, the, the answer is simple. Is... You can't allow free thinking in a society that itself is not free. Which, um, if he mentions the prince of 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 the MDC of of Morgan Shangri, but part of that was a a all the thinkers on campus uh, were part of the movement that led to Mugabe's first serious challenge 
in 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 um in in decades mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and as someone who is part of the, the the who was part of that system jonathan knew that suppressing the thinkers suppressing academia in terms of critical thinking about the policies and the politics of the country was absolutely necessary yeah. and it goes to the it goes to the point of 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 the 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 deans at UZ, how how Grace Mugabe can get a PhD, it now must ask you how what funding was being challenged to challenge challenge channeled to what research, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and academics can't survive without funding. That's true. And I I'm absolutely certain I I don't know enough of about about the UZ or the academic situations, but but I'm absolutely certain that the politics departments had. People have had people pushed out to a larger extent. Your Miyazik, besides your people, have had people pushed out that would generally be the center points for counter uh, ZANU-PF, or not even necessarily, it doesn't have to be counter ZANU-PF, but new ideas yeah. or any so, new so, ideas. So so this is the thing is that I think also we 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 descended into such a polarized state that even thinking became... Um, or what was left of it became one-sided. You know, people were thinking to advance the the aims and the objectives of one of the political sides. Uh, whereas then, you know, thinking about the national question of the state or what Zimbabwe is and what it needs to be um, going forward, those are discussions that were not taking place. And again, I, I he's very much complicit. And I hope that one day he just comes out and says, listen, okay, I can, I, I fucked up. You know, but this is... The commentary is great. The person making the commentary is very is a is a not the controversial is not the word, but he's a tainted individual, you know. And so for me, I'm I'm not taking away what he's saying, but I will take away any prescriptions he then gives because anything he then says, I believe, is self-serving. We must also remember he's outside the country, and you know. Um, but I do, I do think everyone should go and read it and and just you know get a bit of an understanding of some of the arguments that he's making because they're very important um, arguments. I was I was talking to somebody, I think I mentioned this to you as well, but I was talking to somebody last week and we we're having a discussion about um, a GNU, another GNU, and you know it was what happens is is a gnu possible and obviously it's not in the constitution i think we did have this discussion but it's something yeah, we, that, we were speaking to this yeah, yeah we spoke about this and yeah, it, yeah. but it's something that can be put into the into the constitution you know constitutions can be amended um but for me what then happens if we do get a gnu you know what does it mean for the state because it means we'd have gone from 08 to 2013 in a gnu and then and things went on the up. Then we went from 2013 to 2018 in a ZANU-PF-led government and things went down. And then we, if we go from 2018 to 2023 in a GNU and things go up, is it then necessary to have, um, you know... It becomes, it literally becomes a choice where where and um Upenyu, you actually brought up this, this this that that point in a small in a small way that we then need to decide what kind of government do we actually want. Yep. What who are we as Zimbabweans and what what kind of political what what do our political realities inform us should be the best way to accommodate our our for growth yeah. like it, it, it then becomes that situation because 
look, we're independent country. We have our sovereignty. <laughs> we can really do and choose what kind of government that and what kind of political system that works best for us. That's... And it's really about just being bold and um, and uh, and doing it. No, I, I completely agree. These are questions. But that, but it needs it needs philosophers. It needs thinkers. It needs, it thinkers. needs it does. Ibu It needs people who you know what I don't even don't think have. I think does, it, who don't have skin in the game to literally come up with no, these things no. as philosophical context. Now, I, I've never. Have you ever? I've never read a white paper that's been produced in Zimbabwe. Have you ever seen one? Um, no, I don't think I have. Or I, I also haven't looked for one. So. Um, I think maybe we can make that a task to to look for one this week. But I completely agree. I think it needs thinkers from different fields to to come together, especially if, you know, post-election people do consider this GNU aspect. Then we really have to redefine what our politics is about and how our but state you know what's and really government is You know what's really interesting, interesting for me about this Nyaya GNU? Yeah. Is, for me, I've... I mean, I, I obviously have friends on on both sides of the political aisle, but I've heard Nyaya GNU more from my my scuffies than I've heard from my nerdists. I don't know why that's happening. So I, I mean, I heard this this GNU issue from from the nerdists actually, um, and yeah. then and then I I spoke to some people on my side. Um, and they say no. They say no. That's not happening. We're not even interested because they're very confident that they can win this election. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but it's again, it's I. I to be fair, I don't think anyone would be opposed to it, uh, aside from the uh, as, no, aside from the the people with skin in the game, so to speak. I mean, uh, the the. The general public or the neutrals, the voters. But but here's Chris. You know you know what you know what what our our what our our if you, problem if, is. If, if we were, is. sorry, if we went to a referendum and said GNU or elections, people would go GNU. I think people would go GNU. But you know, problem. What I was about to say is, you know, problem. lack of 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 actual proper analysis in other countries GNUs happen when the one party controls the the parliament and the other party controls the presidency for example when 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 trump loses the house in 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 i mean not necessarily trump but when obama lost the house mm-hmm. um he then had to make all his policies via a consensus mm-hmm. which is essentially co-governing mm-hmm. he couldn't decide anything without the input of what of the republicans yep and that's 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 basically what people. That's basically what a GNU is, <laughs> which is pretty much what we had in two thousand and eight because MDC did have more seats in Parliament. Exactly. So so that's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, my candidate and and but if we can win the, the 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 Parliament, I think Zimbabwe is going to be really good. I think we all need each other, and I think well, that's what people need to remember is that we all need each other. That's that's Petina's argument, isn't? Where she says, "Good, I'm voting uh, ED presidency." Um, M- that's not Petina. Uh, Petina must relax. Well, she she said she said I'm voting ED presidency, and I want an MDC controlled Parliament, and I want an independent councillor. Uh, no, nah, she she must relax. That- <laughs> 
You know, Pedina Pedina for me and Kanye West, right? You can't put too much love in artists you really respect and admire and then follow their political opinions because do you want to do Well, but Petina is, is, is not just a uh, wow. Are you comparing Petina to Kanye? Is that, is that what mean, just look, happened? <laughs> look, on one, hand it's an, on one hand it's a compliment if you really consider the artistic uh, contributions of Kanye West. <laughs> but she's a trade lawyer, girl. She's an author, hey, but she's also a tra- she's a she's she's a she's a she's a lawyer first and then. And, Abba and there, Abba there, I'm speaking to my about my aunt. Like, <laughs> let me relax. Actually, <laughs> my mother's. My I, was mother's about to, really I, was, hey, I was about to say, I was about to say, Mama, better watch out for Urkutishi. Um, but no, but I mean, obviously, I disagree with her with her her approach. I disagree with her approach because say it with your chest. If you're going to be ED, be ED. But she said so. I'm not here to defend <sighs> her. I'm saying she's she said so what she said, and I'm I'm quoting her, I'm not saying right or wrong, but what she said is I support ED. She said it fully. She supports ED and she supports his government because she believes Chris, in first, in I'm, the policy. You can't, say, you can't say what she's done is a logical fallacy. Is she has separated Emerson, the from president Zanupiev. of Zimbabwe, from Emerson, the president of M- of ZANU-PF. Yes. So what she's done is that anything that goes wrong on ZANU-PF, including um, uh, Chiwenga firing nurses, anything that goes wrong on ZANU-PF is no longer Emerson's fault because she only supports him as far as he's head of or president or head of government. And what I I think that's nonsense because you can't support remove, remove him. The two. You can't you can't you can't support him without then saying I support what him. Is the party that he represents is doing as well. So I think that, for me personally, I think that's nonsense. So, for example, you can't be so vocal and so loud about the significant significant gains or how wonderful and charming S. P. Moyo is in 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 London, when at the same time Constantine Constantino is is firing nurses in Zimbabwe, where at the same time Terence Mokupe is beating up um, uh, staffers in Zimbabwe. So you can't. Say I support Emerson. I, I hear you. And I, I support I, I, Emerson for president. And so, so for me, it's a logical fallacy. And for someone who's so intelligent, for someone I look up so so much, it can only be done intentionally. She knows exactly what she's doing. Of course, because, she knows what she's doing. Of course, yeah. of course. So that's my point: is if say it with your chest. If you support <laughs> Zanu PF, then don't don't. When we say good ayo, but when our mom, they shut the bed, and then you say no, I only support Emerson. So it's only a matter of time, guy, when Emerson wins. It's Vested only a matter interest, of time. He also the no bed. permanent and friends. Say, no, I, no huh? permanent enemies. Only permanent interests. Yeah, but the no. thing is, she's also saying I'm not a politician. So Please. you can't hold. Once, you once, can't have. You literally. She she wants to 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 to, to have a cake and eat it too. Yeah, and 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 I think that's an intellectually dishonest position. So, and when people call her out on intellectual dishonesty, and there's another thing, like I mean, actually, you've gotten me started. <laughs> there's another thing that that she's been doing, right? Is, is is there's a thing that I've noticed, and I've actually got evidence because I've been taking screenshots because I was I, at some point I wanted to thread about it, right? Okay, is you'll see an account that's got a that's got. 
you know, five followers, uh-huh. right? That was set up in 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 like ten ten hours ago, right? Okay. Say uh, something really nasty, yeah. right? And then that will be retweeted by someone like Patina or Matikari or Linda or whatever as an example of what Nerorists are doing, right? Mm-hmm. And and for anyone that's as intelligent as these guys, for anyone that knows about Cambridge Analytica, anyone that knows about bots, you know that this is not something that is new. You know that some of the most ridiculous things that have been said by the far right or the far left have actually been said by people from the other side. So yeah. it's it's like me going right now and starting in a, a, a Zano PF account saying Kumrid, you know, Kumrid Dambura Ndue. Right, that's my name you're on going, Twitter now. You're, you're going and then to, I go. And, you're going to have to pay royalties to Sadza in the morning and Mukudze for that <laughs> name. I hope you know. Shout out to the lovely people at Sadza in the morning. Um, yeah, just no, have no. to give them. Uh, a they always to, give us a shout out. Politics yeah, no, and actually, above. <laughs> politics and above. <laughs> but yeah, no, those are the, their podcast is great. It's actually I listen to it every week. But you know what I'm saying, Kuti. And then I go and tweet Samarara. Right, mm-hmm. and then Chamisa's personal account tweets, retweets it, and says, "See what Zanopiev is saying." Mm-hmm. No, I, um, I, 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 so I, I've, I've. That's why I've sort of stepped back from the thing because I've actually seen Kuti. There's an internecine. The warfare is actually real. <laughs> no, the warfare is real. Um, coming back to 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 the Petina issue, obviously she's, you know, her position is very compromised, and it's a, it's it's one way you cannot. I don't believe. I honestly don't believe that you can separate uh, one from the other. We seem to be heading into this way where people are really trying to do so. Um, you know, it's it's happening with Trump as well, where Republicans are trying to make defenses for themselves against some of the things that Trump does uh, in his presidency. But he is the Republican president, so the, everyone is. Or the things that your party does and the things that you do affect both. It goes both ways because you are a representative of one and the other one influences the decisions that you make. So I completely agree that, you know, she she needs to be... She, she obviously has vested interests, but she does need to be um, uh, honest. That's the word. Honest about the things that, you know, that ZANU-PF does. Um, you know, she's right now what she's saying is her focus is re-engagement and, you know, um, trying to build a better image for Zimbabwe around the world and, um, you know, attract investors and all of that. And while I agree that that's a that's a very that's an important thing to do. It's, and a, I, no, and it's, it's a noble, it, almost it, noble. It is. And I think a lot more Zimbabweans need to get involved in the process. What we need to also realize is that regardless of which with the uh, Emerson Mnangagwa or Nelson Chamisa wins, we're going to have that government for five years. And, yeah. in, and, and in those five years, whatever uh, processes or whatever re-engagement happens, because I believe, genuinely I've said it, I think on this podcast or on different forums, that their policies and ideologies are not so different. Whatever re-engagement happens, it's always best to start as early as possible. So hopefully these people are building this uh, level of engagement for Zimbabwe and the people who are being approached 
are putting Zimbabwe first and not Emerson and not EP. And I exactly, and, and I, I agree I, with you is we must be building brand Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. not a brand Emerson. Yeah, and I agree with with I, I mean I agree with Petina in that aspect. In her saying, well, I'm engaging for Zimbabwe. Where it comes down to the political situation, though, is you also have to realize that building for brand Zimbabwe on the back of Emerson uh, ropes you into everything that Emerson is about, including ZANU-PF. So it it is difficult to separate uh, the party from its leader because he is the leader of the party. And so decisions, especially especially where his subordinates are making decisions that go against some of the things that you stand for. If you are part and parcel of the team that is meant to be promoting Zimbabwe and building a better Zimbabwe, it's not just about the outside, it's also about Zimbabwe inside. And I think this is where her issue is, is that she's very focused on the international aspect of Zimbabwe, but she's neglecting that Zimbabwe is first about Zimbabweans and the people who live within the borders of Zimbabwe, not the people outside of it. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and and it's 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 like like you said, it's for 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 some of us that aren't as accomplished or aren't as intelligent. It 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 would might be acceptable, but for someone who is so smart and so wise to to to, to not be honest about that and because she knows because for me i don't see any situation where you can be truly concerned about zimbabwe's image as a country and not call out the wrong things that happen occasionally so it's a choice yes indeed um I, it's a I choice because we we need to get to a point and i, I and that's the thing is i'm 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 waiting for this election to be over because I, I you know occasionally you get uncomfortable you get question marks when you call out your your perceived side of the fight and the stakes are now so high that it's, it's I like I would rather not comment than to 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 provide what I believe is a fair comment like a, a balanced commentary because eh it's a and that's just the personal pressure I'm on but. At some point, you should be able to equally say, but you know, Zanupi, if you've messed up, and turn around and also be able to say, yeah, but MDC, you're also messing up or whatever. And no, no one should be able to bat an eye. Completely, completely agree. Um, just as a quick beyond, I am putting uh, forward or I'm advocating for uh, Kim Jong-un and what's his name? Moon? Moon something? Moon Jae-un or something. Moon, Moon Jae-un. Moon Jae-un from the two Koreas, North and South, to be given uh, Nobel Peace Prizes. Also one for uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, for making it happen. For making it happen. <laughs> Koreas, uh, they have an agreement to end the 65-year war. Uh, between 75. 75? Yeah, it's been a very... Is it 75? 65, yeah. I think. Since... since 65, yes. Yeah, you're 65, right. 65, yeah. 65-year uh, war between the two Koreas, and, uh, you know, Donald Trump has been instrumental in that. He's been pushing for it. Uh, he still says he's not sure whether he's going to meet uh, Kim or not, but, you know... And he's no longer needed. It's fine. <laughs> he's, he really is... We'll go and mess it up. We'll go and mess it up. He, he should pro- just stay at home. <laughs> he probably would. But, um, yeah, uh, so that's, that's but, um, an interesting... But, you know, the, I, I mean... 
uh, on this side of the world, because um, obviously Australia is very adjacent to to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, so it's been in the news a lot. It's you know what's incredible is that um, Moon Jae-in's per, per parents are mm-hmm. uh, refugees from North Korea. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So they escaped um, during when they, 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 um, Kim Jong-un's grandfather took over and the war was at stalemate and they escaped into South Korea. Okay, that's interesting. So it's 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 which I suppose when you have that sort of history and the relationship, it 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 can make the the process um, a lot easier. Um, I wonder what this means now for Koreans and for and for North Korea as well, or the the Democratic People's Republic as Korea as it is uh, officially known. You know, obviously they've had you know huge they, well they they their society isn't as modern as South Korea. They are very much, you know, communist and live under supreme leader. I don't know if you get, if you saw the video of the supreme leader. Um, I don't even know if he's still called supreme leader. Or they 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 have different names I think for for all of they them, have, right? They have like, they have they have different names because his dad was the supreme leader. Kim Jong Un didn't take yeah, the name of the supreme leader. Yeah. And but and because you are that for life, so no one can no one can have it or life and death actually. Um, so exactly. No one can have your so title. no, no, but no. Actually, sorry, I, I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. He is the supreme leader because, um, because uh, there's actually um, a president. In, oh yeah. In, he, oh yes. Uh, no, no, no. He is supreme leader. He is. But I'm trying to figure out what what his father was called before that. Um, his father was called King Jong Il. Was the Eternal General Secretary and Eternal Chairman. Of the party and supreme commander, supreme, but they're all supreme, supreme commanders. Commander. But he's yeah, he's so Kim Jong Kim Il Sung is the eternal president, who's the grandfather. Yes, and then Kim Jong Il is the eternal chairman of the party. <laughs> okay, and then Kam Kim Jong Un is uh, only just the chairman and supreme commander. Okay. Apparently, Kim Il, Kim Jong Il was was born during a uh, a solar eclipse. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just these guys have some crazy things. So they they like uh, they obviously lie about their things. Um, but funny, isn't isn't uh, Joshua yeah, Nkomo's statue to, was built by the North Koreans? You have to build the myth, guy. Yeah, North Koreans build a lot of statues. Even in Namibia, they're very. Uh, they 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 are well known for their for their statues, and of course um, we know them well from training um, the fifth brigade. Fifth brigade yeah. was a North Korean trained was a North Korean trained oh. uh, uh, militia. Oh, the irony! And under the sole control of then as uh, <laughs> President Robert Mugabe. The uh, defense minister of defense, Sidney Sekremai, and uh, minister of uh, of of state. What was it? State state, state security. security. Uh, Emerson Dambuzo, uh, <laughs> uh, who who, who, who were part, You can say it. Mnangagwa. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I've had, I've had some wine. I'm not going to even attempt it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. um, so that's that's what's happening around the world. Ainini, I'm all for a a, a Nobel Prize for these guys. Uh, more deserved than Obama. Just uh, gotta sh- give a shout out to that. Um, no, definitely, definitely more observed, deserved than Obama. Um, Obama just got it because he was a black president in America, bro. That's pretty much why. Like, mm. in fact, like you heard Kanye say, bro, Obama didn't do nothing in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> his extra well, he got it for his extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between peoples. I mean, he hadn't like if he had he hadn't even done the Iran deal yet, and uh, I mean, look, yeah, let me not even begin he, because yeah, <laughs> he had bombed Libya, he had started bombing Libya already. That don't Obama killed Gaddafi, guys. Let's never forget, bro. Never forget, never forget. But anyway, those those are those are e those are deep beyond discussions. Maybe we'll get um, uh, Comrade Rasta Tatena Mashanda onto the podcast to discuss those. He's he's the he, those are the academics, actually. Those are the uh, um, international relations academics that we need um, yeah. in our spaces to to solve this uh, Machiavellian uh, situation that we find <laughs> this ourselves. This intergenome. <laughs> no, they must come. <laughs> yes, we need uh, to, to, to definitely to solve this Gramscian problem that we find ourselves in. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Um, you know where to find us on the socials, Politics and Beyond, on Facebook, at Polly and Beyond ZW on Twitter. Uh, anything else? Misty BT. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, not, nothing for me today. I don't have anything. Uh, and uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, in the WhatsApp group. Uh, lots of interesting discussions happening there. Uh, we will try to make them peer-reviewed and all of that so that we, we aren't as attacked as... We wonder more you're peer-reviewing them under, <laughs> under the influence of... Of Comrade Ostalos. I just saw this. Someone has just posted a picture of um, Wink No Trivio as MP for Ararist. I think it's a lie. Yeah, no, must be a lie. Must be a lie. It, it can't. It can't. It cannot. But yeah, mm. uh, there's uh, more discussions for a different day. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Big. And now. And now. Capital 263.